I'd say time management was, okay. I thought originally that I might, uh, might have had good time management skills. You know, yeah. I studied a lot. I was able to, you know, always find time to do that and make sure everything I got done in my life. But when I took this, you know, running a business role on, I realized that it was not good. Mm-hmm. So I put a lot of changes in place, started waking up a lot earlier, just so I could, you know, end of the day, I guess you could say. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Very, very excited to be bringing you uh, another outstanding member of our team. Uh, George Walsh is a uh, third-year operator in St. John's, Newfoundland, and uh, he painted for a season, was a, a PM, and then did 250 his first year. I think he was fourth. Last year, he did about 340,000. I don't know where that put him, but certainly up there with the top performers. And this year, his goal is $650,000. As of February 2nd, he already has $40,000 booked and none of it he sold on his own. He's training two key people in his business to actually grow and develop as leaders and actually selling about half of that goal that he set or over half of that goal that he set for the season. So really, really amazing conversation about how the student has taken on more and more and more responsibility that he's choosing to, that he wants to, that he's gaining more and more learning so that he just is becoming a better and better and better leader. Um, and accomplishing more and more and setting higher and higher goals. I know as part of uh, his goal this summer is not only in doing, you know, $650,000, which is incredible. And on top of it, also travel a bunch this summer. That's how well he wants to have the business set up. Why do we do these podcasts? Simple to share what we're up to, to attract other amazing young leaders like George to our program. So if you know of any amazing leaders or people who really want to step into their best best selves as leaders, please send them my way. Thompson at studentworks.com. You could share this podcast with them. You could send them to our website at studentworks.com. We certainly have stopped recruiting for February 24, sorry, the summer of 224. But we start recruiting for 2025 uh, in the uh, middle of the summer of 2024. So if people are interested, they need to apply quickly. Have a super fantastic day. Thanks so much. George, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me, Chris. Yeah, no, well, uh, well, why don't we get started, George, on who was George before the, joining the Student Works Management Program? <laughs> yeah, so before I joined Student Works Management Program, uh, even before I was a painter and a PM and then an operator, I uh, just worked with my parents. I was extremely disorganized compared to yeah. the way I am now. But um, yeah, I ended up hooking a painting position with a previous operator. I uh, worked my way up there to be a PM, and then the opportun- opportunity came uh, came about for the uh, operating position, and here we are. Let's stop. Let's go back, I mean. So you you work with Jackson? 
Uh, no, I worked under Matt Davis. I'm not sure if you remember. Oh, oh yeah, of course, of course, Matt Davis. And Matt Davis has been on the uh, on the podcast, and he's a rock star uh, again, another St. John's uh, rock star. So, yeah. so what was what was it like working with you with with Matt um, that first summer as a painter? What did you learn? What did you get out of that? Um, I think you might be thinking of a different Matt. I think you're thinking oh, of Matt Lang, but yes, Matt Davis yes. was also Thank also you. great. Yes. But just some things I learned um, in the business. Obviously, I had no idea what being an operator was like, how busy it was. So, you know, I, I really just put my head down. And I made sure the work was good, the work that I was actually able to complete. Yeah, I learned a lot from Matt just with his uh, time management skills and all that. And I saw some areas in his business that he could improve. We always met and talked about that. So it was overall okay. good good experience. Yeah. So, so it's, it's one of those things where correct Matt struggled with some areas of integrity, a really great guy. And one of the cool things about life is we can learn and sort of model, here's what we want to do. And then here's Mm -hmm. some things like, again, parts of, of people's patterns. And I'm sure Matt sees that, um, here's some things I don't want to do. So, Mm -hmm. so in that next year, uh, you were his production manager. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He, and so uh, how, how was that experience? And what did you learn from that? Uh, it was a lot different than the first year because yeah. we had kind of met and I'm like, hey, Matt, I'm only going to be coming back if a lot of these things change. And he did change them. And we ended up having you know a decent summer. Okay. I learned a lot from him and he gave me the opportunity to actually be an operator. So you know, I, I was glad that he kind of referred me to the program. Yes. Yeah. But and now, overall, good. okay, good, good. Now I, I remember, you know, again, it's, it's with how many operators we have, it's okay. The odd time I get confused. So yeah, um, no, for sure. it's <laughs> two mats in St. John's, Newfoundland. <laughs> That's exactly, pretty easy, pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. So one of the great advantages of that you had was you had two years of experience before joining in as a, as a, as a rookie operator. Did you exactly. know the rest of the team up there uh, previously or just through student works or what was your experience with that? Um, I knew a couple of the guys just from okay. school, okay. Um, Jackson and Kent. Okay. Uh, but the other guys, I had no idea. I met Michael in my first year operating okay. and yeah. Ian, I had known briefly from high school, but okay. uh, we're really close now. I actually live with Ian now. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's great. So, so tell me about your first experience, your first summer, your experience with your first summer. Um, it was definitely like a reality check at the start. You know, I yeah. thought it was going to be a little bit easier than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to change a lot of my daily routines, you know, up early in the mornings. Um, I really thought sales was going to be kind of like a really hard part of my summer. And I started yeah. off really slow. I think I was at like 25,000 when Michael was at like 95. And I had, you know, a lot of bad thoughts and stuff like that. But I ended up having a breakthrough with my like my confidence um, in my sales. And I closed a bunch of big jobs and we were able to kind of catch up to Michael and Ian where they're at. But mm-hmm. no, the summer is great. I also had a really, really good production manager, uh, Jared, yeah. who just took everything off my plate when it came to production. So I was able to kind of focus on uh, like recruiting a good team for him to lead and uh, some good jobs for him to handle. Well, shout out, Jared. We'll come back to that. So why don't we talk, like, if you're open, you know, what sort of thoughts were you having? Like, just because that's always great. Just like, what sort of things and what did you discover about those thoughts? 
just doubt that I could actually hit my goal at the start for sales. Like I was very confident in the production side because obviously I had painted, I had managed crews. I was like, no problem. I'm able to recruit a bunch of good people. Um, But it was actually when I recruited my team, I recruited nine guys and I was probably only sold at 35, 40,000. And uh, recruiting those guys really helped me because I was able to actually go into quotes and be like, you know, this is my team. I was proud of the team that I had when I was speaking like now, before I didn't have a team, it was hard to, you know, promise a client, yeah, this job is going to go great. If really you didn't know that yet, but now that I had that team that was really good, I was able to have more confidence in my quotes. Fantastic. No, that makes sense. And and tell me what your PM brought to the to the business and and what what went well with with him. Um, he had really high integrity and he really okay. held me accountable to, you know, making sure I hit my weekly sales goals, uh, making sure I had really good employees. He said he wanted to sit in on my wow. interviews. Like he was just really a part, like it felt like we were almost partners, like awesome 50 50. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, just because like he's going to be the one leading the team in the field for production. He wanted to know the guys that I was hiring, which was really great. Like he picked some really good people that still work for me to this day. Well, so, done. Yeah. so th- seeing in what he did, um, how did you help create that? Like co-create it? Like where were you uh, powerful just as, a, as, as an operator and having having this great person in your business? I definitely listened to his opinions a lot more um, than I would say someone else would like just a new guy joining your business. And this guy's just throwing a bunch of ideas at you. Yeah. I really, you know, I met with him weekly, sometimes twice a week. And I just valued all of his ideas and the way, you know, he thought it should be done. And, you know, I, I kind of took a lot of those ideas and I implemented them into the business and it was successful, you know, because of a lot of those ideas that he had. Fantastic. Fantastic. So um, what did you learn that you didn't expect that first summer? I'd say time management was okay. like, I thought originally that I might, uh, might've had good time management skills. You know, yeah. I studied a lot. I was able to, you know, always find time to do that and make sure everything I got done in my life. But when I took this, you know, running a business role on, I realized that it was not good. Mm-hmm. So I put a lot of changes in place, started waking up a lot earlier, just so I could, you know, kind of get ahead of the day, I guess you could say. Yeah. And and I think maybe what would be more accurate, George, you could try this on, is it was awesome for what you were doing, being a right. top student as a production manager and having a great life. Now... I'm running a quarter million dollar business with nine employees and a PM and yeah. trying to be a top student. And I just need to go to the next level. Would that be right. fair? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so no, that's, no, that's awesome. And so, so was it as hard as you thought it would be? It was definitely much harder than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Okay. For great. Sure. <laughs> like I, I looked at Matt's business and I thought, Oh, I would change this. I would change that. And like, it's easy, you know, to think that and just like have a plan to do that, but it's so much harder to actually act on that and get those things done efficiently. But, you know, I think I've got it figured out so far, but it definitely took some time and it was, it was quite hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's kind of two ways. A lot of times people will come in, they'll come in under somebody who's really strong and then almost they, they feel, wow, that's just so hard. Sometimes people actually don't step in because they think it's such a gap, right? And right. then sometimes they go, 
you know, they could see, oh, well, so-and-so is not doing this and not doing this. I totally can do this. And then you mm-hmm. lose out. Uh, sorry, a lot of times you miss. No, Matt was doing this and this and this, a bunch of things really well. And that, and that's why I, I shared about what I think about Matt is Matt had a lot of really good strengths and it's easy to sort of point out, oh, I saw this and this, right? Is that yeah, interesting? For sure. For sure. And um, what did you have to overcome to have this big season? Um, I think the biggest thing would be just a like, lack of confidence going into it. As I kind of ties back to recruiting all my employees before I actually had a breakthrough in sales, mm-hmm. um, especially with like public speaking and all that, I wasn't necessarily comfortable talking to clients right at the start, doing right. interviews, everything like that. Um, so overcoming that was probably the biggest thing. Um, and now I'm able to, you know, talk to any clients necessary, big commercial yeah. jobs, anything I'm able to kind of handle that. You certainly are. You certainly are. And as we look into our second season, so your second season, you grew from like 250 up to like 330 or whatever, you know, so yeah. so just a, a a huge, huge jump. What created that? What sort of what's what was different last year versus your first year? I think just uh, I implemented a lot of systems, uh, for example, like the Google Drive stuff. Um, yeah. I spent like three and a half months, like as soon as the summer ended in my first year, all the way until January 1st, I was just grinding out systems in my Google Drive, like seeing what would work. And I actually didn't have, I had probably six or seven painters wanting to come back um, and paint for me in my second year. And I didn't have any of them back just because like they were great painters, but they didn't fit my business the way I wanted it to run, like system wise, like they weren't able to, you know, doing those like daily reports, the midday updates, all that. So I recruited a whole new team and I kind of trained that right from the get-go. And, you know, last year was much more successful. I was able to take a lot of time off from my business in the summer um, just because it ran so smoothly. So, so for our leaders listening, why don't you describe what these structures are uh, that, that really help sustain your business to give you so much freedom as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I kind of adopted the like the mini PM role system. Um, like originally in my first year, I had one PM, had to take on a lot of work, super stressful for him. Yeah. He ended up not coming back as good as he was. It was just too stressful for him. So I sat down with him and I was like, you know, like, what did you not enjoy doing? What did you feel was the most stressful? And we made a yeah. massive list. And then slowly, I just knocked down this list with just a system for this, system for this. And then I got to the end of it and I was able to build this mini PM system where I have multiple PMs, almost like glorified crew chiefs that are responsible for handling each of their clients. Right. Um, But yeah. And of course, I recruited some really, really good people for that. And that's the reason it worked so well. Yeah. And then in terms of the, why don't you go through what it's like to have, have them follow up with you, what that structure was and why that makes it so powerful, like why your business works so much better. Yeah. So just all the, like, for example, we use the, uh, the update system that we had, mm-hmm. um, like they held their painters and themselves accountable for making sure all the updates were sent in. They all looked neat and tidy. That way I could view them. Um, and we met weekly, like kind of did a mini max meeting with them, which yeah. was huge. I felt like I was actually able to kind of coach them through their goals and like, Oh, you wanted to produce AK this week. You only produced seven and a half. Like, how can we get that to eight? So it really kind of like as much as I'm making money off these guys, like I'm helping them hit their goals as well. So, 
Yeah, hundred percent. You're you're growing them. You're doing it, and so so there's an update that that our team members on George's team are sending. Here's what we've accomplished in the morning. Here's what we accomplished in the afternoon. The, these are maybe some uh, equipment needs that we have or paint needs, and and so that we see from sitting at your desk. Here's what's happening in the field. And you know, yeah. if there's a problem, you know, oh, I need to go put some attention here because they're behind budget or we've, we've got a problem with them yeah, exactly. actually having to drive all over the place all the time. Because that's, by the way, how I used to do it. And it was really <laughs> stressful yeah. and hard and I didn't want to do it anymore um, in yeah. my third summer. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was really, really hard. Sure. <laughs> so I love that. I love that structure. And really that's, that's just a, a recent structure in our business. And it's a real reason why our businesses have really grown. Another mm -hmm. piece I want to talk about is just your coaching calls, George, like that's really awesome. So you're really coaching your team members on a week to week basis. Did you find that some people resisted that? Uh, yeah, I did have one guy I had uh, like four PMs total, three of them, like were all around my age and yeah. they were all interested in doing that. But my fourth one, he's actually a carpenter. Uh, yeah. He's a bit older than me. And he was really just all about, uh, I want to paint. I want to make money. I'll make sure the updates are sent. But that's all I really want to do. Like, I don't want to do a meeting Sunday night. And I said, I, I understood that. And I said, fair enough. And I kind of pushed it away. Yeah. But really, like, as we talked about in like the, uh, I think it was myself and you in the senior vet room, just about how that impacts him and not me as much like mm -hmm. he's losing out on that coaching and kind of like developing himself so right this year i ended up having like a tough conversation with him and just kind of explained that like this is for you like you're gonna help me hit my goals yeah i want to help you hit yours so you know like this is how i feel i think i held you back last year by not making you awesome. do those meetings so you know that was a huge thing in the senior vet room that helped me a lot awesome awesome Hey leaders, I hope you are enjoying this podcast. As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit Student Works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold Student Works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. No, that's that's really, really great. Now, again, one of the things that we're doing is we're taking the structures that really help us lead all of the amazing operators that we have, and sorry, have us lead all the amazing coaches that we have and right. taking it down, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. wow, let's go and have this weekly structure. What are your goals? What do you want to achieve? How can we help you achieve? And do you want, what's your long-term career role? Well, you know, imagine someone wants to be a vet. Well, how would it help being a PM? Oh, customer service skills, you mm -hmm. know, structure skills, learning to, to manage manage uh, materials. Those are all things that are around uh, being a being a successful vet. So, yeah, so it's kind of linking sure. these things, right? 
Yeah, no, I think that all that's super valuable just to be able to have all those skills as a PM and uh, he can take those skills and translate them to any other position as well. Fantastic. Actually, why don't we take an aside? What was it like in the senior senior vet room this year? I know this this year, uh, Devin Thompson built out a completely new curriculum um, where you've always had rookie training and probably for the last 10 or 15 years, we've had vet training. And we were looking at these people running enormous businesses like George, you know, 350 and looking to grow and 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 sort of how do we sort of separate them out and, and train and teach more? What, what did you learn and what did you gain from that, George? Um, I think the, the senior vet room was probably like the most value I've gotten in a long time when it like, just for like meetings, like last year, the vet room was really, really good, Mm -hmm. but this year just took it to the next level. I almost like I used every bit of, uh, information that uh, Devin had went through Luke with the values presentation. I did that with all my PMs, you know, I, I got them to fill out a value sheet that way, like through the summer, like, for example, one of my PMs wrote down positivity and problem solving. And that way, like I can call him, if he calls me with a problem, I can be like, all right, like, let's just revert back to our values here. Like, how are you going to handle this while sticking to that positivity um, like that value. So it's, it was really good. A lot of value in the senior bedroom for sure. Fantastic. I, I I won't feel a little upset that my, my topic wasn't covered, George, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, you helped me a lot with um, that uh, <laughs> carpenter production manager. I was able to have that tough conversation actually, because you, I think we walked through like a role play. Yes. Which was really, really good. Yeah. No, and and I just loved, I remember Ian Shears just, just you know, kind of, and he's another great St. John's operator veteran, and he's he's uh, crushing it again for this, this, this year. We had him on last year, and I remember Ian just mm-hmm. shaking his head going, oh my gosh, I can have so much better conversations now uh, yeah. for my team, and I'm just so excited about it. Like, you know, and there's, there's always, anytime we learn something new, there's always a sense of loss. I could have been doing it better. Well, of right. course, we always can do it better. And George, I know in five years or 10 years or 15 years, you'll be back on our podcast and you'll be telling us about, you know, again, the the things that you're doing better. That's how that's the track we're on. Right. We're always trying mm-hmm. to get better. So, yeah, let's shift into um, and what about st- struggles or stress uh, last year? Any any big challenges last year um, in, in your second full time year? I actually like last year, I, I felt like it was a uh, a pretty smooth year overall. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I felt wasn't good was my updating system, mm-hmm. uh, which was, you know, like the text template, copy and paste it from your notes, stuff like that. I felt it was getting disorganized at times, especially okay. like managing four or five crews. Um, so that was definitely stressful times where I, like, I didn't know fully what was going on and I didn't want to micromanage my guys, but I also did want to know what was going on in the updates. Yeah. So, you know, I let it run out, like the summer went well, produced all the work, but this year we implemented uh connect teams, which is, you know, like forms to fill out start of shift reports, end of shift reports, start of job, end of job for all the roles in my business. So as soon as they're filled out, they get emailed right to me. So that's going to take off a lot of stress uh, from me, which was like the biggest thing last year that I had trouble with. Love it. Love it. Okay, cool. There's a system I hadn't heard of yet. That's awesome. So so <laughs> lots of things going on in this business without my knowledge. That that sounds uh, just so so great. God, I had a thought and then it, then it jumped out of my head. Oh, yeah. St. John's, it rains like heck. How do you deal with all the rain? How do you go and produce $340,000 or whatever you did with all the massive rain that you, you deal with? 
in my first year, we actually had like a record breaking summer where we had sun like so much from May 1st all the way to August 31st. Like the weather was good. We were able to paint like four days a week on average, which is right. solid for Newfoundland. Yeah. Um, then this past year, I think we probably had an average of like two and a half for the whole summer. In May, I think I only had 40,000 produced like max. Yeah. And I plan to be at like triple that by the end yeah. of May. So this year, um, what I'm doing is I'm only doing interior from May 1st till like pretty much the weather warms up. And I promised okay. all my exterior clients that we're going to start mid June. Okay. And then worst case, like I can just push them up if it does, if we do get yes. a nice June. But yeah. that's kind of the only way around it. If you want to hit these big goals, um, yeah. other than just obviously hiring a lot more people. Right. But uh, we've got a lot of operators here already. Like Michael is going to have a team of 20. I'm probably going to have a team of 15 to 20 uh, in the same way. And then Hugh's going to have around the same as well. So there's only so many good people to go around. Right. So yeah. just getting in recruiting right now is kind of my biggest, uh, my biggest step forward. Biggest focus. Yeah. Fantastic. No, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And like you said, you can always, you know, it's, it's, it's good weather. Let's bring somebody first. It's, it's, it's nice out. We can paint, mm -hmm. you know, and, yeah, uh, exactly. and yeah. And on top of rain, um, you know, for people who haven't been to St. John's or aware of the weather, it's, it's going to snow in May too. So, so that's the other <laughs> yeah. thing. So, so yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Heading into this, this next year, you're really, again, looking to take it to another level. So what, yeah. in what areas are you, are you looking to grow your business, not only monetarily, but in how you're doing it? Um, so the way I structured this year is I, I had four PMs last year and I'm actually promoting two of my PMs to become like operations managers okay. who, is gonna, who they're going to handle production, recruiting sales for their entire team. Um, so they're going to have a goal. It's two of them. One's goal is 150, one's the other goal is 200. So they're yeah. going to manage around 350,000 worth of work for me, hopefully. Mm -hmm. If things go well, they're in their last week of training now. Uh, okay. We have our six estimates to do this weekend. And then all of my painters and PMs are coming back as well. So I just need to recruit two more painters. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty, I'm just like implementing a lot of meetings for like, goals and value meetings, and then also like a tough conversation training type meeting, uh, employee relations, uh, client relations, just so that I can step away from my business further. I'm okay. trying to do, I'm trying to travel for a good bit this summer while everything okay. kind of runs. So. Okay. And what goal do you have for your business then uh, in, in total? Uh, in total, I'm looking to do just above 650. Okay. So, so 700, set that goal at 700. Okay. Um, you know, hopefully we hit it. Hopefully we exceed it, of course. Um, of course. Yeah. yeah, I'm just, I think if everyone, if I'm able to coach everyone to hit their goals, then, you know, the business will hit its goals. Yeah. So basically the math on it, as I see it is, you're going to do what you did last year yourself. You're going to go yep. sell 350. Your exactly. team leaders are going to sell 300. And then you're going to set up a structure that they can all produce it. And obviously you're going to be a huge part of setting up, structuring it, recruiting it training it and then eventually yeah. you're going to be some down south or someplace else and and, and see check-ins from wherever you're planning on going 
Yeah, exactly. That's that's the goal. We'll see if we can get there. But things are going. Things are on track for sure. Yeah, because it's it's right now. It's uh, February second, and already, George, you were at what number? Twenty four thousand, or what? What number? Are you uh, we're at forty thousand right now, Four. and none of the, none of that sales is actually mine. Um, that's my operations guys. So I've just been training them. This is our third week of estimates. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be doing them. I'm going to be attending them just like Conrad used to do for me and yeah. Luke used to do for me and yeah. giving them feedback. And then I'll kind of set them on their own and just be coaching them from, from afar. And hopefully they can uh, hit their goals. Fantastic. That is so exciting. How does it feel taking on that level of leadership, right? And literally recreating yourself, George, how does that feel? Uh, feels great. Like, especially like at the beginning, I didn't think coaching would ever kind of be in the play because of my, you know, lack of confidence, like speaking in groups and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, so far, so good with the coaching on these two guys. So maybe yeah. even next year I can take on some more. Yeah. And again, I think it's, it's common for people to feel from the spot they are, how's that possible? But it's not, you couldn't have jumped there in five years. But another right. year, another year, another year, and George just keeps getting better and better and better, right? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Congratulations. So how do you yeah. think these skills will help with your career? I feel like they just translate to any other area of life, um, whether it's career or just a different um, like different life path, like just the uh, time management, my ability to problem solve and just like handle situations without kind of like losing my cool. Um, just like seeing things from for how they are and not how like other people just perceive things. Yeah. So I think uh, any if I like enter a different company, I'd be able to bring a lot of value to them. If I start my own business, I'd be able to bring a value to, you know, everyone underneath me. Mm -hmm. And how's it how's it been working with the the team of leaders up in in St. John's and what's that culture like and what's learning from them like? Uh, it's it's easy um, up here just with regards to like always getting feedback and, mm -hmm. you know, extra coaching from, say, Ian or Michael. We're always bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah, um, especially Ian. Obviously, he lives with me. So like if yeah. I have a question, he has a question. We're always chatting about it. We can do info sessions together for painters or PMs. You know, like I I have a lot of um, time like dedicated to my Google Drive and all that. So yeah. I was able to help him through that, help Luke's team yesterday kind of build out their drives. Awesome. So, you know, it's it's much, it's easy up here just getting that feedback right away from Michael, Ian, Hugh. Yeah. And, and then it's great as well, like just the community of everybody helping each other. And again, like you said, it's, you're on Luke's team, obviously one of our huge, huge, amazing teams. Luke's, Luke's a rock star. And then being able to share with everybody, right? And help them along. Right. It feels, it feels so great, I'm sure. Yeah, no, for sure. It's great and, to be part of that team. Yeah. And so what key habits would someone want to steal from you, George? I think the biggest one would be how I use my calendar. Okay. Uh, like I use my calendar religiously. I have sessions every single night, just making sure that my day is fully planned out. Also like a weekly session. Like I tried not to change my calendar for as long as possible. So I know what to expect in the day. Of mm -hmm. course, things come up. You can't do that. But uh, yeah, just religiously using my calendar and it's super effective for sure. Love it. Love it. That's fantastic. And to me, that's so much just integrity, right? Like George, you know, really yeah. operating with a high level of integrity. And that's what I've heard about you. So, so well done. Before our final question, anything else you'd like to share that we haven't hit, George? Um, I think we touched on mostly anything. 
we could go back to just uh like i think a huge importance in everyone's business is just like figuring like back to the senior vet room it's just figuring out your employees and higher up managers goals so that you can kind of meet with them and then show them that like you're really trying to help them hit their goals and they're going to work a lot harder for you because you know like you're not getting paid off them hitting their goals, right? So just spending that time with your higher up managers, I think is really beneficial for your business. Yeah. And really it's, it's alignment. Like one of the, the best things of this business, George, is, is that your goals are aligned with your painter's goals and your PM's goals and your customer's goals. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Luke's goals and my goals and Devin's goals and Pat's goals. And we're all on the same team looking for everybody to have the best summer of their lives. And then either go out and crush it in the world or go out and come back and look to do it again and bring amazing people uh, up, you know, the, 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 the ladder to learn more. So it really is, like you said, I think sometimes um, people do really feel like uh, they're, it may be the word taking advantage, manipulating, you know, kind of, uh, um, you know, the the labor labor management relations, right? And, and management's taking advantage where we're here definitely, we teach about, again, building, developing, creating, and, and, and you've mm-hmm. been every step of it, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. a painter, PM. You know, first year, second year, you know, and just you're seeing that, wow, this is so there's a level and then you keep learning and keep growing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. And so final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? Um, Just someone who's like very confident in their abilities and they can give value to kind of everyone around them, just like improving everyone around them. Just someone in a business that no matter like what the topic of conversation is, if it's sales, recruiting, just able to improve everyone around them, I think it's the biggest thing. I love that. I love that. Really, again, uh, and one of the things I really sense, George, uh, about you is you're really, really focused on others, you know, as a leader. Okay. And that's a really great space to be focused on, focused on other people winning, my customers winning. Even earlier on, what was George's um, weakness of of or concern about being successful was can I deliver to my customers? But once mm-hmm. you learn that, now you know you can. You've got this this confidence. So so it really shows okay. up in how and how you are in the world, George. And and again, congratulations on doing so well. And I'm so excited about you continuing to crush it this season. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye now you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.